So I experienced hail for the first time yesterday. Is that embarrassing? I don't know. That is a little Ever? embarrassing. Wait, Ever. you guys have like storms, Ever. big, big storms we, down no, there. We don't get it in hurricanes. We don't, I've been in, I don't know, 10, 20 mm. hurricanes. Never had hail. You're not missing much. I'm not, I, it was exciting for me. I'm like, this is amazing. There's little ice balls flying through the sky. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> They're like the size of like, like an M&M. Okay. Like yeah. M&M, a little bit bigger. Um, not like a gumball size. Yeah. But that'd be if you terrifying. Get to like golf club, then that's like the what Becca just had. Becca had it. She had that in She's Iowa. In Iowa. See, that's yeah. like that seems yeah, like an Iowa thing. Rest. I'm we like, would have this thing noise? every time the hail would hit, you'd have these roofers come by and just slip. Oh their my gosh. Great marketing. Oh. They slip their cards and be like, Do you need a new roof? Did you, you know, d- claim it's hail like, damage no, on your insurance? You're saying, yeah, you're making homeowners insurance go up because you're yeah. looking for every little thing. It's shenanigans. That's crazy. But it was fun. I'm like, what is that noise? It was tick, 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 hitting the windows. I'm like, Carson, what are you doing? Let's go outside. Let's go get the hail. <laughs> it was fantastic. Then it went away. I'm like, what the world was that? Like, this is yeah. crazy. You know what? Yeah. As long it as just it stops abruptly. small. It's, yep, it stopped and then it was sunny like five minutes later. So that's Florida and the summer. It's great. I feel like it'll, it, every time I visited, it'd be like 3 p.m. on the dot where it's like uh-huh. and raining. It literally just did that. It's 3.48 right now. It rained from like 3 to 3, a little after 3.30. And now it's perfect outside. So this is when you go to the beach. It's all about timing. We have to time everything. So hmm. like we're going to time the market buying a new house. No, yeah, we're not. Of course. <laughs> not. Never. Who's who can guess what's going to happen? Like interest rates going up, right? Like they're yeah. still going up, hitting seven. Yeah. Who would who would have thought that? I think we all kind of thought like, okay, yeah. it has to get worse before it gets better. Hopefully, I right. mean, I'm just Inflation, speaking that into existence. Issue. Yes. It, well, things will always get better. Things will get worse. Mm-hmm. I guess that's that's true. Well, should we get started for today? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the industry leaders at Do You Convert, where we talk about the current and future state of marketing and online sales for builders and developers across the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. Is there a topic you'd like us to cover or a question you'd like us to answer? We'll do it. Simply send an email to show at doyouconvert.com. Let's get started. Welcome to episode 282. I'm Andrew Peak, the self-proclaimed ad doctor. And with me today is Beth Russell and Jackie Lipinski. Hello. Hi. 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 Maybe I've talked about this way in the past, but one day I was like, I was like, okay, if we all had nicknames, what would all the nicknames be? And then it got way too intense of a conversation because I was like, Jackie of all trades. And I was like, okay, that doesn't really... For I was like, like if I something. yeah, I was like, all right, yours, <laughs> yours is actually fitting. There's a term for that, like an actual term for that. It's, um, it's going to escape me now. Oh no. Like Factotum. choosing your own nickname. Factotum. Factotum. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Fun little Totem. fact. It's like, Totem it means you're fact. not necessarily a master, but you can do all the things sort of, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to Google it later, but Google. factotum. What are the things? Update at the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doing all the things extremely well is very valuable. Yeah, doing all the things extremely poor, hmm, then you're the the what's that? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there more. Go. There's more to that phrase, though. I'm just. Is there more? What's the next sentence? More. I like the Instagram version of that quote. That's up. it. The chopped up version. Uh, we'll have a quick little story time. So I guess yeah. we'll go ahead and get started on story time. This literally happened today. Woke up this morning. We've been working on verifying a Google ad account for like two or three weeks now. Google usually is pretty quick. Like you compare Facebook to Google and you're like, man, Facebook is miserable. You can't even find that chat button sometimes to start to talk to Facebook support. At least Google, like usually it's 24 hour responses, like up to 24 hour. 
this has um, been like miserable. Like uh, my last contact was on Thursday. You follow up over the weekend, no response, no response. The deadline was today, 25th to get it verified. And we had some challenges like with, with the builder, with the builder partner, which is fine. Like this is, we're there to help. Yeah. So we were going through that and woke up this morning, add account. It's not disabled, but it's like ads temporarily paused until ID is verified. So we found a workaround for it, but like, oh my goodness, like the workaround, like I was tied up all morning mm-hmm. on this webinar, this, 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 Beth over here and um, Bryce knocked it out and getting like new accounts set up and all that. But get your accounts verified. It can be a pain in the butt. Usually it's easy. I don't know why this one, they were just being difficult for whatever reason, but remember, get it done or the ads will 100% be turned off like they were today, but now they're not live. So we have like six hours of downtime. I would say the flip side of that too, is if you receive an email saying your ads will be paused, this is going to be, they're not joking around. Well, they're not joking around, but also know that the the spamming phishing people Mm -hmm. also know that these are being sent. So you need Mm -hmm. to check that from email because Mm -hmm. we've also had people who go, who've said, who've been recently, I feel like last month or month and a half where they're like, is this real? Like, no, don't click on that link. Um, I think you guys did the best thing where you're like, and I went into your ad account because you got this notification, but not clicking that link in the email. And I can see that yes or no, that that did occur. Cause I know you caught that Beth for another builder and you're like, yep, that that actually was a little blip. So we will, um, we, we caught it and they were, they thought it was potentially spam. So that was nice. Another reason to have access to all of your accounts, because you can go in and check and save from possible spam. Yeah. Check it all. It's like, don't trust anything that comes through your email. That's a link. I think it's maybe the, yeah. the, the lesson learned. Um, yeah, at least I don't, maybe it's just a generational thing. Like, nope, they're trying to get me. Like I, I don't trust anything out there. So Beth, what do you have? Um, mine is kind of fun. My husband and I had a conversation earlier today that I just thought was really interesting because we were talking about the difference between leadership and mentorship. And obviously leadership is a big topic within the military world. So it's something that comes up a a lot between the two of us, you know, um, having both served in leadership positions. And honestly, he's like my biggest mentor when it comes to any being in a leadership position. But you know, when you think about the two, a lot of the qualities and the responsibilities that are attached to each title, if you will, Mm -hmm. are uh, similar. And there's a lot of crossover, but I think like not every leader is a mentor and not every mentor needs to necessarily be the leader and your leader doesn't need to be your mentor and your mentor doesn't need to be your leader. And so we just kind of like dove into that conversation a little bit and like just to remind people the importance of finding a mentor, but also being a mentor and like what that responsibility actually means. Because there's people, he was telling a story of um, someone he knows, a colonel who um, said to someone else that like, I didn't have mentorship. And the person thought that they had provided mentorship, but they, they didn't. And so what does that actually look like, right? And I think a lot of times in mentorship, you have to weave in some empathy because you have to have that person's individual needs be at the forefront of like your conversations and your advice and your walking through tough times with them. Like you have to think of them, think of everything through their point of view and how they're absorbing it and have that empathy versus your own biases. And sometimes in a leadership position, not only do we have our own biases, but we also have maybe the biases that are implanted on us from like a corporate level 
from another leader in the organization or something like that. So you have to really look at it different. And that's why having a mentor in your life can be so incredibly impactful because they're always going to approach the conversation with a little bit more empathy and what might be best for you from a holistic standpoint um, moving forward. That's true. I want to I want to challenge you and have uncomfortable conversation right now, Beth. So this oh, I is love good. uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm trying to be trying to be a smart person. Um, <laughs> you see my leaders, face? I was like, bring it. Like, bring it on. Um, a smart beep. Mm-hmm. Your mentor, if you have one, should not be your leader, quote, leader, leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I guess. I think like, you let's... can look at your leader as a mentor and and pick and um establish a safe relationship like that. But I think there's times where that person has to play either role where Mm. they have to be a leader and they can't be a mentor. Or they turn into manager versus leader, which we're doing all these terms when it's like, aren't these kind of the same? Like it's very leader would be like, maybe they inspire action, like you to do things. Manager would be like, what are you doing in this moment, this week, this month? Let me um, assist you in getting these things done or forcing you along this path to get things done. And then the mentor would be more like, like, let me connect with you on an emotional level, not emotion. Yeah. Emotional. That's the right word. But I think people couldn't misinterpret that. Like, why do you want to do these things? Why are you not doing these things as far as furthering your career? Why are you at the office from 7am till 9pm? You have a family. What is wrong with you? That yeah. type of thing like that. So that's could be all in the same, could be all different people. But I feel like boundaries wise, it'd be great if you have a mentor that you could then talk transparently mm-hmm. that the person who could be responsible for your income or your career path shouldn't know certain things. Yeah. Not saying you're hiding or lying or being deceitful, but like that could open up, that could be awkward or whatever. Maybe like, oh man, my my boss or my manager. It's like, hey, you're talking mm-hmm. about me. I know, but you're my mentor right now, but I want to talk to you about my, <laughs> when you're my manager. <laughs> but this, here's a hat that's a safe space. Yeah, um, no, I see where you're coming from. And I think what's interesting that my husband brought up that I really appreciated was that not every mentor has to be someone who quote unquote outranks you or it has is further along in their career in oh. terms of ranking. It could be someone, um, one of his biggest mentors, technically within the scheme of the army, like an officer outranks a warrant officer. One of his biggest mentors was a warrant officer. And that it, your mentor could be your peer. It could be, it just has to be someone that you have, like you said, Andrew, that safe place to confide in and who's going to give you sound advice and, and look at things through your point of view. Um, with empathy and with um, honesty, was, like having that candid conversation. Tough love. I think it's identifying, yeah, identifying that root cause that drives you and 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 that listening aspect too. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, what I'm, I'm getting from what you're saying is like, it has to be a person who's not just like spew and they're just telling you what you need to hear. It's the person who's creating um, like almost a chameleon-like Uh, characteristic of, I know that you, we need to adapt in this way for you. And we're going to learn together and we're going to, um, and kind of reflect what that needs to be and look at. So that's, yeah, that's awesome. My, my story time is kind of similar to that. And I know we kind of talked about that Beth, because we were just talking about, you know, now that you've been here and we can see the, I always like to call them the echoes in people and that goes in the market, what is regularly occurring. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about, um, I know you and I, what 
are the skills of a highly effective marketing director, because it's not necessarily also the same as a mentor, but it is someone who needs to um, inspire, encourage, and lead. And mm-hmm. so I, I spent a couple of days just thinking about what does it take and what are the skills to be in a highly effective marketer? And Andrew and Beth, I just want to get your opinion on them and I'll, yeah. I'll run through them and let me know if anything sticks out. But I thought first, you know, you need to be a forever student. And I think that's where you were alluding to too, Beth, is like you even higher up, you know, you usually have someone who's giving you advice. Yeah. You know, even the president has has people who are advisors to him because you're not mm-hmm. going to, no one knows everything. Yep. And no one should be expected to know everything. So forever a student and just continued education, no matter what that looks like, books on the side, um, finding that person who, who inspires you or, um, or just finding the root cause of what does that. And then also you just have to educate your team. You have to be a person who loves knowledge, but then also can articulate what you're learning, why there's value in it, because what is it? PBS is saying knowledge is power. That it really is. So you need to just make sure everyone is in the loop. The whys of why we do things are being explained, especially in marketing, which I think a lot of people were were so good at seeing things in our mind's eye and then expressing it can be difficult, but highly effective marketers I see are really good at explaining and they understand sometimes I need to write it. Sometimes it needs to be visual. Sometimes it's a quick recording of what I'm showing you because I know that's how you process it. Um, so that that educational, um, educating team <clears throat> is a second one. Third one I would say is clear lines of communication. I know you had a really good, um, that's what I see at larger builders. You have to have that really good line of communication of just mm-hmm. making sure everyone's in the know of what is happening at all times. And if that's, weekly, monthly, quarterly, um, reports and just making sure who needs to know what, and at what level is extremely important. Uh, fourth one, I'll be selfish. Cause I know this is important to me. Be selfish. For, be, for <laughs> you need to be able to analyze struggling communities, whether it be the market proof algorithm that we provide. And if you don't have it, email show at do convert.com or, um, some other type of metric tracker that you do, but you need to know your metrics. And that's not even like a question. Uh, It it, it hurts when someone's like, well, I don't, I don't really know how to find that. No. Uh, no. And we're not saying like memorize it on the back of your hand every day. Know where to find it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, know how to dive in. Um, fifth one, they are not data hoarders. So even if they have access to it, they know how to share it. They're shared documents. They're not afraid to share information within their team because again, that's going to raise up and empower the people who are in these roles and also Mm -hmm. who are under you to get educated. So I always think of a dragon hoarding their gold. Don't be that marketer being like, you can't see my stuff. You have to share. Um, Six one, confidently and quickly take action based on that data. So it's a, it's not enough to just know your data. It's enough. To, you need to be able to create uh, proactive and reactionary um, items from that data to make quick decisions. And especially, I think that's the benefit of even being a smaller builder is you can yeah. pivot faster because you oh, can get sure. that data quicker. And that's usually smaller builders I know and marketing directors are always like, oh, I'm not as good. I'm like, no, you can be better because mm-hmm. you can pivot faster. Um, and the people, the marketing directors who take advantage of that, love, love, love. Um, they hold themselves accountable and high standards. Beth and I have the problem of, <laughs> and Andrew, we joke like, 
Yeah. And I think Kevin brings up too, like you always think you're about to get fired and that, (sighs) that burn of always thinking you need to be better than yesterday, I think is what creates very good, um, anxiety inducing marketers, but that's a skill. I think a lot of us, um, really need and and need to continue. And you need to have that self-driven drive for all of these skills. Can we unpack that one a little bit? I think another way I was just thinking about that loud, because that sounds like- How do we spin that? Don't have anxiety. Oh, you guys need some counseling. It sounds like if I'm listening, like- (laughs) I mean- We have a very healthy work environment (laughs) here. It's very like, do you convert? What's wrong with you? I think what, what, I think another way I was, I'm like, oh, this is maybe like a more friendly way to say it is that you're not holding, you don't take success from April of 23, Mm-hmm. 2023 or even two weeks ago as like i'm good like i could coast like i did that a month ago yeah like it's yeah. like every you don't have to prove yourself every day like you're like what i did yesterday doesn't matter but to some extent it's like what i did a year ago really doesn't have any merit on my position here like mm-hmm. i'm still not like me having success last year and whatever i did is not going to keep me here for this year or keep me here for this week i still need yeah. to prove my worth and value every single day um mm-hmm. so it's, it's like hold- this fine line of like I want to make sure everyone knows I'm, I'm, I'm a badass. Like I know what the heck I'm doing, Yeah. but also I'm also doing this because in my heart, I truly know like what I did last week really shouldn't keep me employed. What I'm going to do this week is what's going to do it or next week and the week after. Yeah. Um, maybe that's, maybe that's saying the same thing. I don't it, know. Uh, yeah. I think you said it in a healthier way so. maybe <laughs> versus we, we're just shooting it straight over right. here on our shooting side. It straight. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, um, I would say so. And then the next one would be, you have to use your critical thinking to say yes and no. Sometimes leadership mm, above no you word. Yeah. will the complete sentence. It is. Yeah. No is Ooh, a complete sentence, like but, but also sometimes you do need to explain. And that comes back to the clear lines of communication of why that's good, why that's not. And especially when other people come into your organization, sometimes they try to prove themselves or make recommendations all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. So, um, and we see that. So it's, but, but again, not that you have to justify everything that you do, but sometimes you need to show them why that would work, why that wouldn't work and give more explanation. And then, um, I don't have 10, I only have nine, but I'm sure I can expand, (laughs) but understanding the value of networking within the industry would be like the closer of, I think you too, Beth, where it's like, Mm. not your coworker, but someone you should look up to someone you could spit ideas off of. How do you find your mentor? Yeah. And, and is that another person in the industry? Is that, um, you know, another builder's marketing director, just make sure to have those connections. And we were just joking about yeah. um, this upcoming online sales and marketing summit that's happening in, in Texas, September, where like, you know, there's this cocktail hour. And then the goal of the yeah. cocktail hour is for you to make connections and go to dinner and have these very candid, casual conversations about what you want to achieve. And that is don't go to your room and read a No, don't go to your watch room. the office. Like you, you need to have these Sounds conversations. Sounds good though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you need to take advantage of, you know, the, these moments that can change your, mm-hmm. and pivot your career in positive ways. And especially who you surround yourself with going back to what Beth yeah. was saying. So mm-hmm. really just capitalize on those, those moments and put yourself out there. Cause that is extremely valuable for growing in your own industry and in your own role. As yeah. a I'd say that's important too, on the more connected you are and your team, team is 
the in theory the higher level of talent you can attract and and acquire as far as you're looking to fill a position and no one knows about you no one knows about your team no one knows about anything of what you do that might be a challenge in, in getting like top talent that you're looking for um so yeah, yeah. absolutely and what i yeah. love most about this list if you kind of if you look at some of them at the surface level is they all have this intertwined um commonality of humility like mm-hmm. you have to be humble and you have to be like, True. okay, I don't know everything. I'm not strong at everything. You have to network and create, surround yourself with people that know more than you, who are smarter than you, who might yep. be able to help mm-hmm. you find the solutions. You need to humble yourself and decide when mm-hmm. is appropriate to say yes or no. And, you know, find ways to get creative and, and problem solve. And so there's definitely like that essence of their being that does like, is at the um, foundation of yeah. them being who they are and successful within their careers. Right. Oh, so, yeah. so I'm going to throw true. a tenth one in there with Ooh, not okay. written down, but it goes with you. Um, there is a marketing director. I asked to be a guest on the podcast because what I believe she does best is she asks all the right questions. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, I think that know. goes back to, to like the discovery element. It's because she knows mm-hmm. her stuff. Like well, she wait, doesn't know her stuff. Well, like, like she wants to learn the stuff she does, but she, I think she knows enough of the systemic, how things work at a systems level or high level to be like, oh, this is a good question because I mm-hmm. understand these things around surrounding it versus like a question out in left field. Like there she, you go. Andrew like, hot seat. How did she get seat. to learn all those things? Cause she asked the questions and she, she but she's it. also humble and she wants to learn. She's a student forever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting is, is the thinking on the opposite side, uh, marketing directors that don't have this is, and I give marketing hard, hard time. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Like we think we compare. I like your opinions of it. Certain so, we, we compare certain jobs, say let's do sales to marketing. If you're not selling homes, you can't sell. You can't, you won't stay in that position. At least I hope not. Or you're in the process of being worked out. Yeah. If mm-hmm. everyone else is selling, you're not selling, you're getting worked out. Right. Or like maybe only the last four months count towards like your sales. And I've, I've seen programs do that, which is really interesting. Or if a tradesperson, they don't know how to use said tools, subs, they won't get hired. Marketing, mm-hmm. I think we could get away with a little grayness of, of it because it's hard to manage. Um, that's where I think the marketing director or whoever's leadership is so crucial because if they don't know what they're doing, if they're not always learning, they don't know the, the technical things, they don't know number four, they don't know their metrics, they cannot mm-hmm. hire the right people. Yeah. And then the whole, not saying the whole department is, is not useful, but then they're, they're hoping for this unicorn of a marketer to come in and kind of like save the day, save the day, the superhero. Um, so that director position, like you find someone, I guess this would be sort of owner owners and leadership. You find a great marketing director. Like, I feel like that is so valuable, extremely oh, yeah. valuable because you have the wrong person in there. Everyone else is not helpful in the slightest. Yeah, the cookie crumbles, right? Like the way the heaven's loving those cooking analogies, those restaurant analogies. And I think that's, you know, poignant in this situation of like, if you have the wrong baker putting the ingredients together, the cookie's going to crumble. It's going to crumble. And we don't always want crumble cookies. No. Although it's too much. I was going to say if it's Andrew. No, it's too much. There's better ones. If you're ever in Orlando, we're going to actually build our show 2026. It's the next time it's in Orlando. We're going to Gideon's. I get Disney Springs. I'm buying cookies for... 
I'll spend four hundred dollars on cookies. They're amazing. That's I'm no, committing no. to that. that. Is that five? Someone record it and yeah. like you said this in twenty twenty three. You said that. You Olivia's said gonna this. hold you accountable. Contractual. Yeah, keep that. Keep that. Screenshot it and everything. Um, let's see. Should we go on to news? Is there anything summit related? Are we all? Is it sold out? Oh man! Is it like yeah. half a ticket it's, left. It's like it's. So we sold out of all the half price tickets. Mm-hmm. Um. We are at, I would say, max capacity. By the time you hear this, the website might be updated to join the wait list. Nice. Um, things do happen in the industry sometimes where it's like, hey, I'm like, for me, my first summit I'm missing because I'm having a baby. I love like, it. Oh, I'm, so sad. I'm so sad. I'm like, stream it live. Yeah. My little heart is going to hurt. Like, I, I'm so we'll sad. We'll set up a that. private page for only you to watch. Thank you. <laughs> like, thank you. Um, but things you can happen. Sell access to it. Sometimes can't people can't come last minute, so join the wait list. Um, but it is again a highly condensed, phenomenal uh, event that we hope any person uh, who's been who goes regularly and knows the value of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're we're almost sold out, and it's going to be fun. And we're at the back end planning all the cocktail hour details. And yeah, anything crazy. So. Someone messaged me and said, "I heard there's a two way petting zoo." Where you pet the animals and they pet you back? Is that true? Not at this time. But it's not true. I'm making no, that up. But there's some great guest speakers. Isn't like looking at the list that I'm not talking talk about. about it I'm not talking about it out loud. Yeah. I'm not talking about it out loud. But I'm like, oh snap! This is. I'm excited. I'm excited. I just want to attend, but I'm. I'll be speaking something. But yeah, it'd be really cool. Awesome, awesome. On to the news. Really yeah. yeah. Go on to the news now. I, I figured we have to talk about the summit for a second. Yeah, let's see. First one up from our own Sarah Zimmerman. It's on GA4. Who's excited for GA4? I am actually excited now because I've been using it more and more. And what mm-hmm. I also decided, if Google were to just like kind of ease this change onto us, no one would really care. Yeah. But because I made such a big deal about it. It's like, oh my gosh, like what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Like the more the technical things are important and that's why they had to make a big deal about it. But if they're like, hey, by the way, page views is now called views okay thanks guys like that's cool um but because it made a big deal it feels so much more stressful and like all this anxiety and just like anxious when you log in there's like a countdown now where it's like goodbye oh geez yeah it's goodbye like do this or yeah doomsday or or you're or you're dead this is like you need to do it so here's the first one from sarah the home builder's guide to ga4 acquisition report so this goes over the acquisition section of ga4 which is how we acquire traffic it's a great read you really need to go in there and there's screen screenshots all over the place um, she compares GA4 to Universal Analytics, and hopefully, once you go on there, you re- you you will realize like, oh, it's just different looking. Mm-hmm. It's not different. What I compared it to, I had a um like a webinar on this earlier today with with a builder partner, and it's like you have the I, t- I had a picture of a 2002 Toyota Camry or Honda Accord, like a normal car that probably a lot of people have been in or, or owned, and you know where all the buttons are. You could drive and like, I want preset four for my radio. That's 93.3. I want preset one, et cetera, et cetera. Here's my CD player. Like you could put a CD in without looking at it. It's memorized. And then you go to a Tesla, which Beth, do you have a Tesla still? I know you had yeah. one at some point. I just so, drove it for the first time today in a while. And I was like, oh gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. One, you have to get used to how it drives, but like the screen mm-hmm. itself, you really, I rented one in Phoenix at the last summit just because I wanted, I've never driven one and it was so cheap. I'm like, this is going to be worth it, whatever. Like even changing the air temperature or turning it up, it's kind of annoying because yeah. it's all touchscreen. You can't just drive 10 and two, got to be safe. Like moving the ways. direction of like how it's, the air flows, you have to like yes. use two fingers. I'm learning new things it's constantly. Annoying. 
And that's what I feel like GA4 interface is. Mm -hmm. Like not only is it new and different, but you're like, why didn't they just put a button right there? Like they did in the Honda where you're like, oh, radio on, power, AC, turn it up, just turn it to the right. It feels very much like that. Um, It looks cool, but once you use it, you're like, get out of here. Yeah, and it feels like because it feels so unnatural to you, you feel like you're taking 10 extra steps when in reality, you might actually be taking one less step, but it feels like so much more because it's just so... Your brain's like friction. This is not what I want. And we've used the same... And there's, I think they'll change it over time. Like how old is Google Analytics, um, Universal Analytics? I don't know. Let's just say 12 years. So they've been improving it for 12 or X number of years. GA4, here it is, brand new. It's coming out. There is there is going to be quite a few little bugs and usability yeah. things that they'll have to tweak. So, but great article. It's on the site. The will there will be more, a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, quite a bit. Let's see. What's to go next? We want to talk about the mor- mortgages, mortgage talk. Mm. We can briefly talk around that. I think um, yeah. so. From CNBC.com, mortgage demand drops again as rates cross back over seven percent, which hasn't been seen since about March. Um, so obviously, I think e- all builders are kind of feeling this, and maybe it's. I, I would say even on our end. You know, we have a Slack channel and we're like, our builders asking for more this week, and it just seemed like everyone was like there, there has been a shift in the market and looking mm-hmm. at our home builder, uh, uh, data report here, and I'll share my screen if you're watching on video. Oh yeah. You can see that. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. we, can, we can see it. So I would say last couple of weeks, just, we finally hit this. We had this kind of like plateau of leads and plateau of web traffic almost for the last few months since about February 12th. But now we are seeing to see that decline. And is that in correlation with the rates? Potentially. I think there's a lot of things happening. I feel like it has once. to be. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why maybe everyone's kind of feeling it. It's like summer break happened or is happening. Yeah. So my kids are out. They got out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Julie's, so, I think the week before Louisiana. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's that going on. And we had mother's day, a couple of little holidays and then the rates going up. So every time we kind of see this shift, we, we see it reflected in the data of website traffic and um, conversions on builder sites. And usually right. I think we say we give it about two weeks to see how the market reacts most effectively to that that news. So I would say we're probably still a week out from seeing like the long-term impacts, but obviously um, I would say how I'm seeing some builders who maybe have been able to think forward with that this could be coming. And if you're a builder being like, what else can I do? Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of builders kind of strip some selections out of houses to make their homes more affordable, to be able to kind Mm -hmm. of come back to that price point as if the mortgages were slightly lower. And not to say every builder even has the opportunity to do this, but that is, does seem to be working well and continue consistent sales is trying to be in that sweet spot of lower costs than your competitors in the same market. And if that's even just offering, like maybe take out some windows, maybe take out the upgrades that were included in the house that that does seem to be a um, a proactive stance uh, that builders are taking to to make sure they're still able to acquire buyers. Any other yeah. thoughts on that? Definitely, I think that was um, the NAHB had a giant chart they put up. Essentially, it put the total monthly payment mortgage tax yeah. insurance mm-hmm. and the number of people that can't afford that based off of since I think it was might have been census data. So like that's where like it's it's 
factual, like, okay, the rates are at 7%. Here's now who could afford the median house or XYZ price point. So as they go up, there will be just facts alone. Like there's less people who can't afford the home, which to Jackie's point, like if we can like bring it down as if the rates are six and a half, Mm -hmm. I think we'll see more buy down incentives if it sticks to around seven. The builders Um, I know who are doing buy down incentives are you know, they're re-engaging that their old interest lists and just being, or people who've come out, it's like, Hey, we can still lock you in at these prices. Hey, I know that this might be a concern of yours now when we talked a month ago, but now look, you are like that's happening over there, but we're safe in this little box. So if you still buy in this box, we can help you. Um, so that seems to be an efficient tool that teams are using at this time. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing. Like it's a reminder for them to go back to those lists of people that they have in existence. And one thing that I'm seeing are the builders that maybe haven't been putting as much focus on their inventory. They weren't like push, 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 push. Now they're like, okay, it's time to offload. Like what can we do to promote these more? Because we really need to get these out there. Um, So I think that's really interesting. And then what a big positive that I'm seeing about this is the interest in builders, marketers wanting to really intimately know who their demo is. They're really curious about like what type of personal messaging is going to resonate, what kind of content, what kind of whatever is going to make. There's a lot of um, just good curiosity that is shifting our marketing Mm -hmm. um, tendencies in the market. And it's just, it's really fun to watch. There's a builder in North Carolina who he, his knowledge of his demographic is just unmatched and he can describe this person and it's not just it's like multiple people but he can describe each of them so eloquently and so perfect and he knows exactly the type of tone that he needs to use in his marketing in order to attract them and it's like those that knowledge base like really maybe we should add that in actually in our list from earlier Jackie but that knowledge base of who your demographic is and really knowing how to pivot best for your demo is going to make you stand out amongst the pack. Definitely. Like if you have, I was going to say, it does concern me sometimes where I'm like, how many of your buyers are relocating? And a marketer goes, Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Those are metrics you should know. Like that's, I was, yeah. I think with GA4 tying this to GA4, the capabilities will, we will be able to have with more easily creating events to track certain things on the website. Mm -hmm. I think then, like say, for example, we're tracking available homes views or clicking on people that click on move in spec homes. Well, if we don't know how many spec homes are available on a weekly basis, and we're not connected, then that metric is useless because that metric is influenced by the availability of how many homes are on the website that are readily available for sale. So if it goes up and down, we're like, oh shoot, no one's looking at these homes that are available. Well, there's half the homes this week versus last week because yeah. we sold half of them. And mm-hmm. so you have to be able to normalize the data. I think yeah, connecting the two together with GA4 is going to be is going to be crucial. I was I was going to add, like if you like knowing your demo, your the average buyer, like if they're renters, and you're not talking about renting versus buying, yeah. which for mm-hmm. some reason I don't know if builders are nervous around that. Maybe there's like some like legality of or, or to me, no, it's, it's there's not that. It's sometimes like, I mean it, you have honestly, to commit to saying something. Honestly, it sometimes is. it's like you know we just can't compare, you know, like our houses are still significantly higher, but the ones I am seeing, or if they have houses, I have seen a few builders. Um, this is like the fun episode where if you get to listen, like, I feel like you're just writing notes, ideal marketer listening to this. Yeah. Um, Wink, wink. wink. Or maybe it's on the salesperson to talk that like renting is a hundred percent interest. 
quote, well, right? Yeah. But I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah, doing what, what we've been oddly seeing work for some people in certain markets, not for everyone, even was like postcard marketing again, where which we oh, don't yeah. always encourage, but we're like, have you tried this? Because you know that your mortgage is still beating the rates of mm-hmm. rental things right now. And they're mm-hmm. like, wow, we had, you know, we had someone come in and it, and it did work. So just trying new things and speaking to that that targeted right. market. I think, um, here I'll apply that one in real life. So that was someone's like, well, how would yeah. I do this? Every door direct mail, you need What if they're not familiar oh, with yeah. it? Yeah. Um, there's a builder, maybe half a mile from me. They're building these really nice looking townhomes, golf wind homes or small builder in my area, golf wind homes. Are you listening? Golf wind homes. Shout out. Um, shout out their homes. They look, they build a beautiful product. looks really nice. Their internet and digital side, zero out of 10, but they also build in really good locations. They could, they don't have to do anything yeah. sort of. But there's also a mile east of them, really nice brand new apartments that are 2,200 to 4,000 per month, which is just what it is to rent like where I'm at. Like a one, one studio is 22, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. So that's what 22 times 12. How much is that loss per year to rent? 25 grand. You go up to four, four times 12, 48, $50,000. Someone's wasting renting when that could have been better, in my opinion, with a 7% interest rate is a whole lot better than losing $50,000. So if they were to do postcards to that apartment community alone, just that there's maybe, I think there's only like 300 units in there, not that much money, or it's somehow like right there, get those people's attention. They might be able to sell out of the community if the timing's right, all this stuff, or at least have three or four sales. Like those people can afford it. That's, that's the hard part. They can afford 3000 per month. Can they get qualified for 3000 per month? I don't know. That's not up to me, but that's a, to me, that's a perfect solution. Like, Hey, we need to get that apartment complex. Cause it's brand new. It's literally like a mile down the road, same school district, yeah. same everything. And we could sell those homes. Um, I, I want to see someone do that. That's not, if you're doing everything else first, then, yeah. then do that. That'd be the caveat, like, that. That's like level C of let's let's that's experimental yes, marketing. Aspect. That is innovation. Always learning. Innovation budget. Yes. There we go. Now it's the next article here. Next one. Nice age. Um, Ooh, this was a long one. Uh, this one from businessinsider.com. The housing market's ice age. If you don't already own a home, you're going to be screwed for years to come. Sorry, you are screwed. Well, <laughs> so I mean, what I love about this article though, and I, it's, it's been a minute, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it ties into what we were just talking about. It's talking about yeah. like, you know, you need those who have work. purchased, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Jackie, you know, the, what you've built for yourself and if you've taken advantage of it and and there's no, we joked about earlier, there's no good timing of the market. Right. And right. like, you can't, you can't time the market. And so you just have to take your chance when you can and adjust later. If, if it presents itself. To me, it, a lot of this goes to like the timing of the market. Like this is almost a salesperson conversation who truly understands not that they're not, they cannot, you know, they shouldn't be advising on like, how it, so you should run your finances, but let's say you buy mm-hmm. a home now, 7% pricey thing. And then you, you're concerned like, well, what if it drops in value? What if this, like being able to answer those conversations, I think is probably, um, extremely important now compared to like 2019 when it was just like, oh, I could afford it. it seems like a great value. Like there really wasn't as much concern with versus now they're like, well, I'll buy this house for 500 K in a year. What if, is it worth 400? Am I now upside down a hundred thousand? I think that's what people might be thinking kind of like an uneducated view on it, like, or at 7%, that seems really high. But again, you're thinking of that apartment, how much we were paying per year. And that's where like, I think those conversations are perfect. Exactly. And if if they could have been marketing and 
and in um and in sales conversation i think that's amazing or even is it better for that salesperson to have that on their own personal marketing it goes i think it, it always goes back to building certainty around the home that you are yep. selling whether mm -hmm. that's under construction completed and just and just making those buyers feel confident in their purchases so and while we say this, like the house and markets, I say, if you don't already home at home, but like they're reading these articles too. We mm -hmm. have to understand that. Um, and I think Zonda, if I'm not mistaken, or, or some that like, there's certain companies that will track the feel of the news articles too. And just like what the news articles are consistently saying to see, feel for the echoes, because oh that, that does drive people to make decisions or pause, or if everything's like a recession might be happening, obviously people are going to pull back. Um, so just being aware of what is in the market, what's being said is also, I think, a skill of marketers of just feeling like, what, what do we think some objections might be? Cause it's not always marketing's job to overcome objections. That's the sales team, but we have to be aware of the objections that might occur from people. So, and, and shifting their mindset in a positive manner, I think is what you were alluding right. to. And I like that we have these conversations here and we talk about these like somewhat scary Article, um, articles that can be a little bit anxiety inducing at times because it's, yeah. it's just life. And like going through a purchase, I joke all the time about our house that we're building right now. Like there's a chance we might not close on it. And it's that, that chance is, is related to risk. If we just, if we decide at the end, you know, the rates are too high, higher than our threshold that we have in our contract, then we have to eval evaluate the risk. But the important thing is that you educate yourself and look at all the different layers of the risk that Andrew was talking about in terms of um, the equity that you can build for yourself. And yeah. what does it look like if you don't do it and you rent instead, even if like, if you can continue to afford it, like peeling back all of those layers and educating yourself on each one to help not only you make a sound decision as a purchaser, but as a marketer, as a business owner, as a salesperson, explaining each of those layers to help those that are maybe feeling a little bit of trepidation and build that certainty that you were talking about, Jackie. Definitely. So I think it's, I think we're getting to, we need more positive content from builders yeah to counter because I, I think people will read this when they're like truly in market to buy a home but mm -hmm. i think they're seeing these headlines mortgage demand drops again they're seeing these like they're seeing just the headlines and so they're getting like these billboard news articles just flying by them and so then that sets the tone of like i shouldn't really be even looking at a home it always right now. it always reminds me it's of like, that we had that story of like uh a marketer told us that they, they were going to do this testimonial with a buyer. She actually recorded the testimonial. And then it was like, can you actually not put that up? Because she was embarrassed for people to think that she bought at the top of the market. Oh, yeah. I, so I there's that. also that. And this was judgment when it was not even, you yeah. know, like, but mm -hmm. yeah, there, there's that fear of judgment, too, of um, of what p other people are influencing them. So uh, so yeah. sometimes you can't just sell to one person. You're selling to their friends and family too. Yeah. You got to cut through the noise. And I think yeah. like the more that we have these open conversations and we share, like people bring forward their personal experiences in tough markets. Like if she would have shared that testimonial and it could have resonated with someone else that was feeling the same level of like, Oh, I'm embarrassed, but actually like, this is something I should be celebrating. Like yeah. put the positive stuff out there because it's still possible. It's still, there's still people that Mm -hmm. um, are interested and still buyers out there that need somewhere to live. So how do you, how do you make right. mm -hmm. And it's not always, I mean, here we are talking facts and numbers, but like a, the, the other side to this, which I think 
like all this is like we need more content to counteract all these things is you know our home is more than just a house mm -hmm. right it's where we raise our children like we at our community we have comfort and we're gated everyone has ring cameras there's only 24 houses half the houses have kids like i just heard our six-year-old go outside go across the street i watch on the camera while on the podcast like and it's a nice safe neighborhood so how much mm -hmm. is that worth if someone's exactly. like man you're an idiot bro you shouldn't have bought that house i'm like here's my life tell me about your life like here's i'm happy paying a 500 a month quote premium for my kids to be safe they go in the front yard the backyard there's 20 other kids running around all these sorts of things and so that's that has tremendous value so i think selling on those things even that's hard at like the blog article level or like on the website okay but you could go towards that yeah this is going like, to be a really value this is going to be a super random thing i'm going to bring like up obviously being a pregnant lady thinking about my kids growing pregnant and lady eating pickles I don't eat know. no it's peanut butter but that's all and cheese oh, i approve of cheese. Butter. so much cheese um but cheese, what if you like a model avocado. home like mm -hmm. I go to a model home and it has like the notches on the door frame of kid heights. I think that's so beautiful. Like, and yeah. then it's like, okay, well, you know, the average person stays in a house nowadays, 12 years and it's 12 years of your child's growth. Like I could just see like the waterworks. And the little kid comes in like here, our, our youngest, her name's Addie. Yeah. Like Addie, like, and say the sales are. rep is familiar. Addie, go right here. Let's see. She stands there and it's like, you're going to live in the home until Addie is probably this height. Yeah. Like you could look at mom and dad and be like, yeah, she'll probably be like, that's how long you're going to be here. Like, Someone so you should probably pick the floor you want. Other people. Yeah. Like this, yeah. Yes. Like it, and it, it's, I think that's, so you yeah. put emotion in it and but then I'm they like, get the emotion. What here we are. I feel like we're doing sales training right now. <laughs> the emotion is a catalyst to start the decision. And then we yes. need reason and logic to finish and actually ex execute what we're doing. And that's where then it's like, Hey, if you're, you're renting right now, right? Yeah. I'm renting. What's your rent? 3000 a month. Okay. So how long do you plan on renting for? Well, it's what you afford a home. Okay, so you've rent for two years. That's seventy two thousand dollars. You just paid someone else. Yeah. Oh, seventy two. That's a brand new Tahoe. Like, shoot. Like, not that. I mean, or whatever you want it to be. So keep going and going. Should I be in sales? No, that'd be. I would. <laughs> I would. Be I want to watch it for a day. Like, no, I cry. I'd go home and cry and not talk to anybody because that's too much talking. We're marketers. Or I'd be like, no one visited me in my model home. I need more traffic, guys. That's I rude. That is what we hear, though. You know, you hear the salespeople <laughs> being deflative. And they're like, no one's here. So I'd that's like, also why it's like marketing and online sales and, and on-site sales. I would be sending the OSC team like Starbucks every day. Like, I'd be like, what do you guys want for lunch? Like, let me hook it up. Like, here's my treat the online sales team budget in my own personal budget. $500 a month. I don't know. Whatever it may be. Like, you're my there, best friend. Right what there. Do you That's your wisdom bomb for the day. There you go. Bribe them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what every salesperson makes, but I think that that can be afforded by most. That's your... Uh, put it in there. Yes. Just like the Starbucks budget. I'm drinking is put it in your budget. I think go. we should uh, skip this last one and then okay. just go to favorites. So. Yeah. There we go. But I don't have a... Hurry, someone else go with favorites. I have a good favorite because okay, it ties good. in. It ties in everything, and it's just ironic because we 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 mentioned a few times, but like the asking questions, like the people who ask questions, they are my favorite people. Yeah. And the cool thing is, like, you know, we talked about it earlier about asking the right questions. But how do you learn to ask the right questions? Is you ask the not right questions, and like yeah. this fear of judgment that we just were talking about in purchasing. Like, I feel like so many people don't ask questions because they're so scared of, of looking dumb or they're look they're like, Oh my gosh, they like, they're going to catch on that. I don't know what I'm doing. That I, that this is new to me and blah, blah. But like you become so much better 
Yeah. When you ask questions regardless of how they are, and then your next question will be better and your next question will be better. And it shows that you care and it shows that you, you want to learn and you're curious. And so Mm -hmm. I've just had a lot of really good questions lately. And, and some of them, and by good, I mean, like they show they're showing their passion. Yeah. And they're showing their passion. They're showing their desire to learn. They're showing that they're seeking out advice, whether, you know, for whatever reason. And those are the things that like ignite me being like, yes, like good job. Like, thank you for being honest. Thank you for asking the question. You could tell they've done their homework before the question. Like they're not asking a question because they don't know the answer because they're being lazy. They're asking it because they've answered these other questions likely on their own. And now they're like, they probably try to answer it. So they're truly coming to you. Like I put my effort Mm in, I need the question. Or if it's maybe just a question of, of confirmation. Like I just did that to Sarah earlier. I was like, this, this is right. Like what I just did is right. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because like, like, sometimes yes. you just need to verify that yeah. the work that you did or like the effort you put in was accurate. And that in itself is a good question. Very true. Very true. Well, my, go oh, I was just going to say my favorite is much simpler. Yeah. I switched drinks recently at Starbucks. So. Oh, what is it? It's a um, WC, read it off. <laughs> a WCH space MAC space CRM space CV. Um, that's a white Translate. chocolate macadamia cream cold brew. Andrew, ever tell you my first job was Starbucks? Like these acronyms on here. I used to Your be first a barista. Starbucks? I had okay. to manually write in every. Oh, geez. Like, Did you worked at the, like the OG one, right? Or no, not, no. Cause I was in Washington or I'm, oh, I, was I said that last time. time. Yeah. Jeez. I, uh, I worked in one at like a grocery store. So it was oh, like, nice. that's cool. So people would come You're like, like sorry, we can't use the app. Yeah. They're like, Oh, can I buy this food here? I'm like, this is a Starbucks. No, like we're, we're, we're just, we're a store inside a store. Sorry. You can buy this cake pop. Here you go. I can feed you that. I'll eat some cake pops. But yeah, sometimes it's good. I I like when you, uh, not just you specifically, but it's like changing up favorites and and figuring out. Yeah. I've had the same drink for a long time and I'm like, okay. And I'm like twice a week with Starbucks probably. Um, so this was delivered to my office by my wifey here, like right for the podcast. She's like, do you want Starbucks? I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> that on. is so sweet. Jackie, what's Bones. your drink at Starbucks? What's everyone's drink? Uh, I just do a blended coffee frappuccino. Now oh, it's okay. So I used to do, I just like, I used to do a caramel frapp. It's just too much sweetness for me. Yeah, it's too sweet for I'm me. Like, yeah. But I can't do frappuccino. I can do anymore. that sweet like every now and again. Uh, but usually, yeah, I'm like mixed, like right in between sweet. I'm not an iced coffee girl. Like I, I'll drink it, but that's not what I order. Like I want that oh. hot coffee. Ooh, I guess it's like, like Northeastern. Like, it can be frozen. I, like I, I just love oh, frozen. Frozen. it. could be the middle of winter. I'm like, where's my frappuccino? No, my frozen. I'll do hot in the morning. Um, it depends where I'm at. If I'm like out, I like hot. If I, I've had this. I would have this for another two or three hours and put more ice in it to drink it. I just sip it. You can't do that mm. with hot coffee. Even the little, I don't even think the little warmer that. things. I don't know. I don't see that making well, it When I do a regular same. coffee, it's half milk anyway. Like I'm just not, oh, gosh. Like, I don't love the taste of coffee. It's so funny because I feel like our coffees don't necessarily match our personalities. Well, except mine's like very particular. So I guess that must match my personality. <laughs> but I just yeah. 50% milk. Like yeah. grosses other people out. I'm like, this is fine. So you're like, I like milk. It's great. <laughs> yeah. My my uh, favorite thing would be, um, I feel like, I don't know if it's like just having a second kid coming up or just you you know you're like you you have this tight timeline and I have a scheduled mm-hmm. C section so I'm like 
very tight timeline. That's very specific now. That is specific. That's and, crazy and to me. And so I have, yeah, it's yeah like your doomsday countdown. Like, I do have it. Doomsday. <laughs> Um, but I'm feeling like, you know, I, I just know I'm going to be out and I just know how I process information and I know I'm trying to catch up, but also stay informed. Um, but one thing that's kind of helping me is I can play with my kid and like put my hair down, put my earbuds in and listen to audiobooks and, and, and listen to things. But now since doing that, I have become like an audiobook addict or like just an audio addict where I feel like. I, how we were talking about, like, how do people just read and get information? Some people read the article. Some people watch the video. And I, well, my favorite, uh, there's an app called Speechify, which is a Chrome extension. Speechify. It will read long articles to you. I know we talked about even um, uh, putting, like, sometimes have a GPT of, like, summarize this for me. But I feel Mm -hmm. like when I have it read to me, I can go, wait, hold on, pause. Let me reread that phrase. Like, I can re-identify the the better points sometimes when I hear it said to me. And so I would just say uh, speechify. I think there's a, you can pay for a feature. Um, But so far I've been using it for, can you change it to famous voices? You can, I haven't done it. It's weird. Snoop Dogg. No, thank you. Um, Does it do like his dialect or does this do? No, it's just, it's just a celebrity. Like I amazing. voices are not, I, I just, I would rather just have an obscure person like any. I don't feel That's like true. Andrew wants Snoop Dogg. I want Snoop Dogg, but I want an AI that can then take um, a sentence such as the Mortgage Bakers Association seasonally adjusted index of mortgage applications fell 4.6%. I want that to be Snoopified and <laughs> to however fun. Snoop would say it. And you'd be like, that's actually how he would say it. This is amazing. It's your favorite next week now. It's like Snoop a deep, it's like a deep fake. <laughs> I just went on, I, would, I just went on Speechify's uh, Twitter and saw that I'm like, yo, you could, you could change the, the name of it. That's pretty cool. So my trouble with doing that is I would literally be doing something with the kiddos, which they're older. So it might be a little, little different interaction with them. Like Addie's like, help me do a cartwheels. And so it's just like, okay, okay. Am I helping? I'm not helping. What am I doing? I would just stop what I'm doing and be like, Listening, you mean? Or? Listen, yes, yeah. I would start. I would just I'm the start. Same way. But, that's, but that's the best because and like. I just pause there like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, sorry. I was listening. Yeah. I mean, like, I just feel like I don't want my son to see me on my phone all the time. So if I can, that's true. Like, it's in my pocket and I'm listening to it, but I can still pause it and it's, I'm engaged and I'm still yeah. seeming engaged because sometimes we're just drawing together. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Don't forget to become a member for free of Deconvert's all access community app for home builders and developers. Watch behind the scenes videos from the podcast, frequent exclusive postings and analysis from the DYC team, access to private hangouts and more. Until next time. See you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Market Proof Marketing. Can't wait for the next one or looking to connect with other new home marketers? Become a member of our private community, DYC All Access, which is 100% free and always will be. Get exclusive content not shared anywhere else, access to private events, and the ability to join a marketing impact group with other marketers like you around the country. Visit our link in the show notes or members.doconvert.com to join. All opinions expressed by me, Andrew Peake, Jackie Lipinski, and our castmates are solely our own opinions. Now get to work and make sure your company is market-proof.